You are listening to A Cup of Confidence with Aaron Rector. Tips, tricks, and stories on how to succeed in sales and life. All right. Welcome to another episode of A Cup of Confidence with Aaron Rector. I am super excited today. I have a new guest with me and I'm just going to, we're just going to dive right in. So that's how we do things around here. So I am super excited to introduce Scott Scantlin to everyone. So Scott, say hello to the audience and tell us who you are and what you do. Yeah, Aaron. Hey, thank you so much for um, having me today and excited to be on A Cup of Confidence and looking forward to just talking with everybody. I like the relaxed, you know, sort of approach here to just just, you know, sharing with everybody some some of my experience today. Uh, my background is uh, that of a business owner. I've been a business owner in sales and marketing for over 20 years. Um, I've owned uh, a few different businesses, but the business that I've had the longest is my, my Legal Shield business. I've been with that company for 22 years. I built a a sales organization of over 6,000 associates across North America and Canada and, you know, tens of thousands of memberships. And, and we're still growing that business today. I'm also a net for the company. And that's just really been the journey of my life, um, being in marketing. And then of course, a lifelong student of personal development. I'm also a, a brand new author. I published my book, The Relevance Gap, How to Stay Relevant and Thrive in a Fast-Changing World in November of 2019, right before the pandemic. And so uh, kind of a newly published author, you know, getting my book out there, talking to a lot of people about my experiences and, and, and just sharing, um, you know, some, some things, some techniques and some skills and some philosophy and some ideas that can really help people excel uh, in business and in personal life. Well, Okay, what an introduction that was. <laughs> so, wow, I feel like mic drop moment there. We have author, business owner. I mean, what don't you do? Uh, fantastic. So thank you so much for sharing all that. So talk to us a little bit. What is Legal Shield? Yeah. Oh, wow. So Legal Shield kind of is to attorneys what major medical is to doctor and hospital bills. And so what our members do, we have a nationwide network of law firms, all 50 states, all provinces in Canada, and our members Instead of spending two or three hundred dollars an hour, they sp they pay a small monthly fee, uh, twenty four dollars and ninety five cents a month. And when they need access to our network of attorneys, it's completely paid for through the membership. Uh, unlimited, no cost. Some things are done at a discount. We also are in the identity theft business um, as well. And so those are the two primary services that we bring to market uh, through technology, through a mobile app, which is really kind of in the disruptive model that we work in today, which has been really, really effective for us. And so just a booming company, um, really growing. I think we protect a little over you know 1.75 million families across North America and Canada now. And, uh, and that's going to get even bigger uh, as the years progress. Wow, that's, that's phenomenal. And what an I mean, that's a brilliant idea. I'm just like sitting here. I'm just like, wow, that's phenomenal. Um, and I think that you've just hit on a lot of points there, you know, being able, first of all, I think that the subscription industry is such a smart way to go. I mean, that really, that's, that's genius right there. Um, and then also apps. I mean, gosh, you know, as I just think it's so funny to think, I mean, I'm pushing 40 here, but just to think back when I was a teenager, man, what would I have done if I had apps at my fingertips, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, oh, yeah. Which is great. In some ways, I'm thankful I didn't. And there are some things that I, I wish I had. So that's that's awesome. Um, so talk to me. So obviously, the show is called A Cup of Confidence. So I would love to hear about how you decided that you were going to follow this route. So what inspired you to become a business owner? And how did you get into your field? Yeah, so um, that's great 
Great question. So I was, you know, I was the guy, like I went to school, I went to college, like a lot of people do, um, you know, and, and college was great. I mean, I had, a, I had a great time in college. I made great friends, lifelong friends. But I got into marketing is my major. And as I'm reading through marketing, my professor is teaching us about the buildings coming down and, you know, business spreading out into the suburbs and people would work from home. And, you know, we're reading, you know, Faith, you know, the, the popcorn report by Faith Popcorn and Megatrends 2000 and all this stuff that you see happening in the world that we live in right now. I was reading about in books you know, 30 years ago, right. you know, and in college. And I realized very quickly that when I got it, you know, when I got out of school that, you know, I don't know, employment just didn't suit me well. Um, you know, I, I, I was used to a lot more flexibility, you know, in my life in terms of finance and time and stuff of that nature. And that's when I got involved in the cellular phone business. And so that was my first intro to, you know, owning a company. I had a cell phone store. I had two business partners and we did pretty well for a while, but then there was a, you know, there was a recession and we struggled to make ends meet, you know? And, and so, you know, there I was maxed out on all my credit cards, you know, (laughs) trying to figure out, Hey, how am I going to get out of this mess (laughs) and like into something else? Yeah. So we've all been down that road. Yeah. And, but that's how, you know, that's how I, I was introduced to the world of, and so then I got and found, I found legal shield. And when I got introduced into that business, I was around all of these like-minded entrepreneurial guys that were way further down the road than I was. Right. And like you said, was subscription model. You know, I, I, we didn't know at the time that that was going to become the model of the 21st century, you know, where subscription model products and and mobile apps and things of that nature, we, we couldn't see that far out, but, but we knew subscription model. And I wanted to be in subscription model business because I wanted to develop a customer that I would get paid for residually over and over and over again as they continued on with the service and the membership and things of that nature. And so that's just my my, my introduction to the world of, of business. I mean, obviously I've studied through personal development and my admiration of other great leaders and great business entrepreneurs that are out there in the marketplace, but I, I love that space. It's a space I live in personally, I experience it personally, and I understand what it's like to walk that walk and through the ups and the downs. I mean, I know all about it. I could describe it very emotionally if I had to. So no, I love it. I, Hey, get emotional. I love it. (laughs) So, um, no, that's fantastic. And I, I completely agree with you. Like, it's just, I think that it is a certain lifestyle for people. I mean, for me personally, um, I mean, I, I do have a nine to five career, however, it is very flexible and it suits my personality very well. And also, um, for myself being a, you know, new business owner and getting my coaching business up off the ground. I mean, it really is. uh, I mean, it's definitely not for the weak at heart. I'll say that. Um, (laughs) But it is, it does take a certain type of person. And uh, actually I wanted to mention, you said something earlier during your introduction that I think every guest has said on on my show so far, talking about, you know, being a lifelong student. So I absolutely love the fact that you said that. And that's something that I really embodying now, you know, being, you know, middle-aged, I guess I have to say. (laughs) Um, And you really understanding that I'm never going to know it all. And just always taking every single relationship that comes into my life and learning something from it. So I wanted to say before I forget that I love the fact that you said that. So um, talk to me a little bit about, you know, how has confidence or the lack of confidence helped you or not helped you set you back as a business owner? Yeah. Uh, 
You know, I think it's it's interesting that I went earlier on when I was getting into business and getting into sales and learning sales. Um, I think I think I had an, an, an exuberance of confidence then. I really felt a little unstoppable. My, you know, I came uh, though my family was a bit of a broken family. I mean, you know, my my parents were always kind of like, "Hey, man, you can do whatever you want. You you know, just just go for it. You know, you, you, all you got to get do is get out there and try. The world's going to give you a shot." And that's what was spoken over me. You know, which is a lot of times I find adverse to a lot a lot of people experience. I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that. Yeah. So it was it was. <laughs> hard sometimes even for me coaching people initially um, which I do a lot of coaching um, because I had a bit of a different perspective but I think it takes a balance of both worlds I mean you need that uh, kind of person that's you know kind of an introvert and an extrovert you know kind of working and balancing each other out um, it creates leadership and, and, and strong bonds and, and people all ships rise together all ships sink together you know so um, I learned that but but then the other thing I found out was my strength was also my weakness you know, you know, my strength was confidence. My weakness was, was confidence. You know, I, it, 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 some point in time, it backfired on me a little bit. Yeah. So I love the fact that you said that and that you have, have come to terms with that. I don't know if you needed to come to terms with that, but I think that that's super important. Um, and, and I, I've, I've been down that road as well. So I, I, I completely understand where you're coming from with that. So talk to us a little bit more about that. So how is too much confidence uh, backfired on you before? Yeah, you know, I just think it it, it brings you into um, adversity with other people. You know, um, you you find conflict. You know, you might be pushed back a little harder, and so you know, some some individuals gotta gotta kind of smooth out those edges, and you know that just comes with time. I mean, you get you get humbled in some way, one way or another. Yeah. You're gonna get humbled, and, and you learn those lessons of humility along the way, and then they just really those are the things that make you stronger. You know, that's, that's, you know, when I, when I started to realize, Hey, wait a minute, you know, this isn't the same experience other people are having, and I'm not necessarily as good as I think I am, <laughs> you know? And, and so, right. So you have those kinds of kind of ideas and, and you're in, you begin to, to discover your limitations and your weaknesses. And so everyone's got strengths. Everybody's got limitations and weaknesses. And I have plenty of limitations and weaknesses. I just didn't know what they are. And, you know, a lot of times you can't see, you know, you, you really can't see until you're being tested against something else. You got to get comfortable testing the fence and then pushing past it. And so whatever that might be, and, and, and that's what I learned to do. I learned to just kind of figure that out. And as I began to compare myself, there's a lot of guys in my business that are way better, way more effective, way more emotionally balanced. And they're just incredible individuals, uh, people that I truly admire, phenomenal character. So I began to admire those people. And I chose to spend time really focusing on and studying their backgrounds and their behaviors and their skills and their philosophies and their mindsets. And I adopted those as my own. And that's how I made adjustments to kind of keep pressing on, even though you know, I felt like I kind of ran into this thing feeling like I knew what I was doing. Figured right. out real quickly. There's a lot of other people that are way better <laughs> at it than I am. And I'm willing to learn from them. And I think that's a lesson for everybody, especially for the newest people in whether it's sales or, or, or a business new position that you're involved in, a new corporate environment that you're involved in. 
whatever that might be for you, um, you need to learn the skill of modeling. You need to learn the skill of, you know, following someone else's lead and following their steps and modeling them and then going out and exercising the, the those things and, and testing those things against your own resistance fences, if you will, right? And then, and then working through them. Absolutely. I love the fact that you said that because in, at least for me personally, I think that I've really come from the opposite side of the spectrum than you, that you have. Um, but for me, like I growing up, I was always kind of, I always felt like if I was learning or copying from others that I was taking from them, that I was, you know, doing something I shouldn't be doing, but I have very, you know, much, I guess, again, in my old age, I will say that I have really learned that it's not copying. It's not taking from them. It's, you know, obviously giving them credit for, for what you have taken away from them. But I, th I think really it's, it's a huge form of honoring that person, especially if it's someone that you look up to and has really touched and changed your life and really opened your eyes to whatever that's, whatever it may have been. But I mean, I could not agree more with what you said. I will say also that you've really sparked something in me. So I, I came from a very different background. I was always very much molded to be, you, you have to be this and you have to be that and you need to go to school to be a teacher and then you have to be a mother and a wife and at this time and I remember my grandmother telling me at 21 years of age that I was considered an old maid because I wasn't married yet. <laughs> so, so I got married at 21 and it was a disaster and I was divorced a year later. And, you know, then I just decided, no, this is my life and I'm not living it the way anyone else wants me to. So, um, and, and I've really adopted that model with my son. So he's five and I really encourage him to be himself self even at five years old and just tell him the sky's the limit work hard be nice and uh you know you can do whatever you want to do so i love the fact that you said that and i love the fact that you've come from that environment i mean i think like you said it's not exactly the norm i mean i wish it were but uh i don't i don't know if it always is so awesome well talk to us a little bit about your new book how exciting yeah, so um, I love my book. It's, it was a lot of fun to write it. It was a, I mean, it was an absolute total passion for me at the time. It's called The Relevance Gap, um, How to Stay Relevant and Thrive in a Fast-Changing World. And really what The Relevance Gap is all about is, is about is about your need for adaptation and change in the world that we live in today. I mean, that's a matter of fact, the strongest muscle you need to have right now is the muscle of adaptation. You have to be able to adapt. Technology's moving way too fast. There's people coming from behind you that are gonna be faster, smarter, better, and more importantly, just willing. There's somebody just willing to do what you're unwilling to do. Exactly. And you know, so that's the, and so myself personally, I was going through that, adjustment in my own in my own business life because the world all of a sudden changed suddenly there was there was text messaging there was instant messaging there was 16 you know uh, modes of modality of, of communication systems that we'd never experienced before in our entire lives all of a sudden people could screen you broom you blow right. you off not take your phone call you know maybe reply to your text message then the word ghosting came available and right. so you know just like all that was happening well i'm in sales i'm in sales and marketing communication and i'm in the relationship business with people and all of, I had to figure that out I had to take that Rubik's cube and try to go okay my sales are dropping my numbers are dropping my you know this is my business I'm trying to run a business and I had to go out and make those adaptations myself and I began to see around me 
a lot of people literally psychologically just struggling with the idea of change. They almost couldn't handle it. And yeah, I think that that's a really hard thing for a lot of people. I mean, I, I think that, you know, um, I know that in my previous life in a different business, that was, you know, we, we hired people intentionally that, that liked a routine because it was part of the job. Um, so whenever we did change things, I mean, it was, it was a life culture shock to them. So I, I think that you really hit that. And I, I think, you know, I, the world that we live in and also, especially with COVID-19 happening, I think we're, I don't know if we're all comfortable with change, but I, I think we're, we're all, we're all learning how to be comfortable yeah. with change for sure. So I love the, I love the topic of your book. So that's just fantastic. So talk to me about, you know, what really drove the decision for you to write that? That's a big decision to make. Yeah. So I always wanted to write a book. Um, it was a good time for me to get, go ahead and jump into the process. You know, things had slowed down a little bit in my business and I was trying to make those adjustments at the time. And, you know, I thought, you know, I'm not the only one going through this right now. This is a good time for me to go ahead and get started. I always wanted to write. And so I started studying a couple of different writers, um, learning from them, their process and how they went about their daily routine and their schedule for writing a book. And I figured out I could write a book within maybe 12 months if I you know, sat down and wrote, you know, 500 to 1000 words a day, three or four days a week over a period of time. It adds up. An average book has 61,000 words in it. Wow. And so, <laughs> yeah. So if you say, hey, 61,000, what if I did 1000 words a day for 61 days? I could write a book in 61 days. Man, you so are in sales. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're a numbers guy. <laughs> I love it. Did you actually follow these writers around or like tell, talk to me a little bit more about that process of, of how you worked with them? Yeah, no. Um, you know, what's great about the world we live in today. I mean, speaking of, you know, the, you know, the skill of modeling other people is you don't have to know them personally or exactly be in their space unless you want to travel and go to seminars and things like that. But, right. you know, most of them are on YouTube unlimited YouTube's ah. a free resource. I mean, you can go listen to a lot of them, you know, matter of fact, podcasts are a great way to get training from, from specific, you know, uh, motivational speakers or, or skilled speakers. Like, um, one of the guys that, uh, Jim quick, I was listening to a lot oh, yeah. of Jim quick, Jim yeah. quick is, teaches you how to, you know, just get you smarter, faster. He has a speed reading course and yeah. I used to listen to him all the time. Well, he would interview this guy named Stephen Kotler who wrote the, who wrote the book, The Rise of Superman, which, you know, really is the study of, you know, how we trigger flow states and all this different stuff. Well, those two would get into these long conversations about writing because they would be talking about writing. So I'm listening to their podcasts, learning about their writing techniques and then listening to some other ones and stuff like that. But I pick up their skill sets and I just, you know, I just studied them. I followed them. I wrote them down and then I took what they, I learned from them and I executed it and I wrote my book. That's awesome. And I will also say that you just, I feel like sometimes I feel like I'm 80 years old because I seriously, like, I don't, I should take more advantage of the world around me. And uh, I mean, I am a podcaster, but I don't listen to them a ton. I mean, I do listen to some, uh, but YouTube, like, I don't even think about YouTube other than for my child to listen to, <laughs> to, to get songs. So uh, I should, I really, thanks for the reminder to start branching out a little more. So, um, well, this conversation has been fantastic, and I'm just super excited that you uh, agreed to be on with me today. This has been delightful. Um, I did want to ask you just a couple more questions. So um, tell us a little bit more about where we can find you. What do you have going on out there? 
Yeah. So, um, you know, right now, um, you know, since COVID kind of hit and everybody went into sort of, you know, shutdown, you know, mode for a while. Permit mode. Yeah. Yeah. Before that, (laughs) before COVID happened, I was traveling, I was speaking, I was selling books. I was like really out there doing the, that system. Yeah. Um, and then the, and then COVID hit. And so I, I kind of really focused all my energy, uh, on my legal shield business and, and helping the company, get through that transition, which was a good, a good, good spot for me to spend that, spend that time. But now, you know, I mean, like I'm getting ready to kind of get back out and start traveling. I'm doing nice. more podcasts right now, which is a lot of fun and get my book introduced. My book um, is on Amazon. So it's easy to access the name of the book. Again, the relevance gap um, name is Scott Scantlin. So you can either, you can just go there and, and search Scott Scantlin and it will come up or you can search the relevance gap and it'll pop up for you. I think it's $12 and 95 cents. It was 1795. We dropped the rate down to 1295 after we hit a certain amount of books that we had sold and done very well. And so it's just $12 and 95 cents. It's a, it's an easy book to read, easy to access. You can pick it up on Amazon. I don't have it on audible yet. My wife's been getting after me about uh, getting it on audible. Just <laughs> That's awesome. Time to get that done. Um, but I also have a website, um, which is scottscantlin.com. Uh, just my name, scottscantlin.com. And, and there you can find more information about me, my background, um, how to, you know, um, book me as a speaker. If you, you know, if you're looking for speakers, um, things of that nature, uh, as well as a consultation, I do also do consultation. So that's, you know, something that we, we, we also provide also as well. Um, and people can go there and book for a 30 minute free consultation, which, you know, it's something they can do on my website. So I'm available that way also as well so those are the ways ways that you find me and then of course i'm on all the social media platforms platforms facebook instagram twitter you know like all the things yes oh and my youtube channel i do have a youtube channel oh fantastic love love my youtube channel so that's that's a lot of fun awesome fantastic and i know that we have all of those links uh as well that are going to be in the the notes as well so make sure that you find scott make sure you check out his book the relevance gap Super excited to have you on here. So just phenomenal conversation. I, again, could talk to you all day. So guys, make sure you check out Scott Scantlin and make sure that you grab his book on Amazon. I mean, it's the price of a coffee, so why not go for it? Anyway, Scott, thanks again so much for being here. I really appreciate it and welcome. You're welcome back anytime. So thanks guys for joining us for another episode of A Cup of Confidence and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to A Cup of Confidence with Aaron Rector. Be sure to review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you like what you heard, make sure you share with your friends.